Hi, and welcome to First Bite, a nation's restaurant news podcast. I'm your host, Holly Petrie. Today is Tuesday, January 9th, and here are your top stories. First, Mod Pizza appoints Beth Scott as its new CEO as co-founder Scott Svensson steps into a new role. Beth Scott was most recently Chief Restaurant Officer of Cooper's Hawk Winery and Restaurants and steps into the role as part of a planned leadership transition. Second, Menu Tracker. New items from Jack in the Box, Chick-fil-A, Carl's Jr., and Hardee's. See what chains across the country added to menus this week. Third, restaurant industry ends 2023 with 31,000 more jobs than its pre-pandemic peak. December's gain of 22,100 jobs was the strongest month for the industry since September in an overall bumpy 2023. Fourth, influencer marketing is becoming a necessity for restaurant brands. More restaurant brands, big and small, are shifting their marketing dollars away from traditional advertising towards influencer relationships. And finally, the 43 restaurant industry CEOs who got new jobs in 2023. There were new CEOs at Taco Bell, Fat Brands, RBI, and more. Now let's dive deeper into a trending story from our website. While restaurants have been selling their products in supermarkets and convenience stores for decades, from frozen White Castle sliders to TGI Friday's mozzarella sticks, Recently, Starbucks collaborated with Stanley, the makers of the uber-popular inflated tumbler, to sell a $49.95 winter pink 40-ounce Starbucks co-branded cup, available exclusively at Target on January 3rd to celebrate the new Starbucks winter menu. Collaborating with multiple trendy brands to market a limited edition item to core Gen Z demographic was a recipe for vitality. Long lines of customers waited outside Target before dawn to grab their tumblers, and the coveted cups are already reselling for $350 on eBay. For more on this story, let's turn to Joanna Fantosi. So, Joanna, there was some news last week about Starbucks, kind of ancillary to Starbucks. Um, It was about their new Stanley Cup, which had a wild debut. Can you tell me about it? I think it was a perfect recipe for success. Um, This is, I was saying that this is really the, we're entering the new era of CPG. uh, I would kind of jokingly be saying, this is not your mom's or your grandparents' CPG, um, where it's just, you go to the back of your freezer section and kind of pull out like frozen versions of restaurant foods. Um, I think that the Starbucks Stanley Cup was kind of a recipe for success because a couple of reasons. First, they collaborated with Stanley, which is this super, super popular uh, tumbler brand, um, and it was available exclusively at Target. So um, Target's obviously, it's, it's a very popular store with especially young people, I think, especially millennials. Um, I think Target's kind of associated with millennials. Um, and it wasn't one day only, but there were the Target stores had so few of these Stanley Cups, these Starbucks Stanley Cups, um, that it it did sell out in one day. Um, And Starbucks clarified with us that they are not restocking. Um, So it's Starbucks, Stanley, Target, and then it was available in this winter pink color, um, which I kind of feel like that might... that might be kind of close to quasi close to the millennial pink. If you remember millennial pink years ago, um, I just feel like it's kind of a trendy color. Um, and it was also released on a Wednesday around the same time that the mean girls musical is coming out. So people were thinking, Oh, it's like associated with the, with mean girls, uh, with on Wednesdays, we wear pink. So there were just a lot of references and branding on top of one another. So it was definitely a recipe for success. Um, people were waiting online, starting at pre-dawn in front of target to be one of the first to get these, 
uh, tumblers. Um, and it's not just, I, I mean, Starbucks really hit a home run with this one because it's not just Starbucks. Um, Target also had non-Starbucks branded Stanley cups that were also limited edition. They equally sold out like hotcakes. Um, and so I just think this was a really smart move on uh, Starbucks's part. Um, this isn't actually the first time that they've collaborated with the Stanley brand, um, but I do think it's the first time that a cup was exclusively sold at Target. And so you could only get it in one spot. And so it kind of created this hype machine. Um, and I just think that this is going to be the direction that CPG, uh, consumer packaged goods, um, from restaurants goes. Now, we can't all be like Starbucks and create this super viral moment where there's like videos on TikTok of people waiting in long lines, fighting over the last one. Um, that's hard to, that type of hype is hard to manufacture. Um, but I do think that, um, but I do think that this is the direction that retail goods are going, kind of creating a talking point. Um, and knowing who you are, um, who your who your target audience is, and who you want to buy that product. Um, I also spoke about Taco Bell. Um, so Taco Bell is kind of the um, they're really really great at marketing. They know how to target their audience, um, and they've been wanting to double down on their retail presence. Um, in October, um, our uh, Intrepid editor Alicia Kelso uh, reported on them uh, partnering, Yum Brands partnering with Kraft Heinz to be its primary retail manufacturer. And since then, a lot of the, the Yum Brands have been kind of ramping up their retail presence. And uh, so a couple of cute things that they did, Taco Bell did this SOS kit for college students. Um, and it was actually based on a viral TikTok trend, uh, a TikTok trend of people um, eating Taco Bell in bed. And I guess it was supposed to be funny because it gets messy, et cetera. Um, and so this, this SOS kit comes with twin size bed sheets, um, stain resistant twin size bed sheets, um, as well as Taco Bell sauces and taco shells and all that. Um, so it was pretty funny and kind of, they're really great at kind of keeping up with the zeitgeist, uh, the social media zeitgeist. Um, and actually, most recently, though, um, they just released Mountain Dew Baja Blast in stores. Um, uh, not for the first time. This isn't the first time this has happened, but it is the first is the longest time it's going to be in stores for an entire year uh, for the drink's 20th anniversary. And they also announced uh, Taco Bell at home kits for the Crunchwrap Supreme. And the Crunchwrap is one of their most popular menu items. So it definitely makes sense that they did that. Um, and so we talked to Taco Bell about this and they basically said they want, um, they want customers to be able to engage with Taco Bell in, in new ways. And so I think that that makes sense. It's a really smart strategy because, um, it kind of diversifies your social media presence because if people are posting on TikTok or Twitter slash X or what have you um, about the Stanley Cup they just got. They are not posting about this in a Starbucks, they're posting about it in Target. And it's kind of new ways to uh, to have people engage with your brand. Um, and so similarly with Taco Bell at home, if you're making a Crunchwrap Supreme at home, this is a new way that people might want to post on social media about, hey, I was able to make a Crunchwrap Crunch Supreme with this with this kit um and it tasted pretty good not quite like the real thing completely making that up um 
but I just think that this is this is really smart on the part of uh, Starbucks and Taco Bell. Um, and I'm not really surprised that leadership is coming from them in this specific way because both brands are really good at targeting the younger demographics, are really good at keeping up on social media trends. And I wouldn't be surprised if other restaurant brands followed uh, similarly with, uh, I guess, similar retail presence. Do you think that part of this is the move of restaurant companies towards a lifestyle brand, how millennials and Gen Z are looking for a more holistic company? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think especially the Starbucks um, uh, Stanley Tumblers. It's not just the Stanley Tumblers that get a lot of hype. It's I think that uh, Starbucks has sort of created this fun niche collectible moment for a lot of their uh, tumblers that you can get in their in their Starbucks stores. A lot of them are limited edition and you can only get them in spring or whatever. Um, and people uh, like to collect them. And so, right, that's not just eating and drinking, that's collecting merchandise. And so it, it is kind of uh, creating this lifestyle brand, and it's also a reusable cup. So that's also part of a kind of maybe a sustainable lifestyle. Um, and I think that I think that it's it's more than just creating a lifestyle brand, though. I think it's also being in tune with how customers relate and consumers relate to your brand. Uh, so another example I pointed out is Chick-fil-A. Um, they hadn't really been too much into CPG, and in the past year, they have kind of been doubling down on their retail presence. And one of the things they've been doing is introducing their bottled sauces, and that is incredibly smart because one of the one of the most common things you might think about when you think about Chick Fil A is their sauces. <laughs> and so it's so smart that they that they're bottling their sauces. They know their audience. They know that that's what people kind of associate with them. And throughout the uh, over the past year, I think that they've uh, gotten almost their entire lineup of sauces out there, so you can get them in Walmart and Targets. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode of First Bite. We'll be back tomorrow with a brand new one. Until then, stay up to date with all your news on nrn.com. 